Welcome to your most visionary life. On this weekly podcast, I chat with visionary humans and I'm asking them the one question that you probably want to know the answer to. How did they create, launch, and build the business of their dreams? My name is Kelsey Rydell and I am the founder of Visionary Life and the Visionary Method 90-Day Business Coaching Program for aspiring and startup entrepreneurs. The intention behind all of our visionary content is simple, and that is to plug you into the people, inspiration, and information that will help you to live and to lead your own most visionary life. As you begin to listen to the episodes, you'll discover one obvious and common thread, and that's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. This show will help you break down the intimidation behind launching a business, and it will shine a spotlight on people just like you with similar life experience who are creating the business and life of their dreams using the time-honored principles of consistent daily action. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, it's me and we are back with another episode of Visionary Life. So thank you as always for tuning in. I'm feeling so grateful for the community that this podcast has built. And even though I don't hear from you all on the regular, every once in a while, a comment drops into my Instagram DMs, or I hear from you via email, or you leave a review on the show, and you tell me how much it has impacted your life, inspired you, or listening to one of the guest stories has actually nudged you to start your own business. And that's enough for me to continue producing these episodes for you. So just wanted to start this podcast off by saying thank you. Uh, This visionary life movement has grown so much bigger than I ever imagined. And the fact that it resonates with you, that you are intentionally also creating your most visionary life is really meaningful to me. So today on the show, we have Joy Yap from Wild Skincare. You may have seen me post about their bath salts or the cognac sponge on my Instagram stories. I truly love what they are up to. So Wild was born out of a desire for truly natural, good quality, and elevated skin and body care essentials. And they are made for the modern, mindful, millennial woman. More on Wild in a moment, but first I thought I'd share some quick life updates with you. So as many of you know, I live here in Canada, more specifically in Toronto, Ontario, and it has been a long winter. And I think we can all agree, uh, even if you are anywhere around Toronto within five or ten hours, you've probably been having similar weather. It's been snowy, it's been icy, it's been really gray compared to normal winters that I remember. And this is actually the first season that I haven't been able to bike around all winter. And that has resorted to me being on public transit a lot and being inside a lot more than I'm used to and also getting less exercise. And I have to be truthful here, I'm not someone who experiences seasonal depression However, I am keenly aware that so many of my closest friends and family and acquaintances and my business network and anyone who I encounter on a daily basis, 
I've had a lot of deep, hard, and long conversations about seasonal depression and how challenging these winter months can be. And I just want to say that, number one, I'm here for you if you ever need someone to talk to. I know that this winter has been tough on a lot of people, and it's kind of just been one of those winters that stretches you uh, mentally and physically, and it just hasn't felt the easiest for a lot of people. And so I thought I would offer up a few tips for combating these darker and more challenging times that winter presents. So number one, and this is something I'm super, super passionate about sharing more about, is that it's very important to spark joy in your life every single day, okay? It is so easy to get caught up in the daily grind of working full time and hustling to grab the groceries and then make dinner and then try and do all the laundry and clean the house and have all these obligations. Maybe you've committed to one too many things, too many social events, too many sports for your kids, um, saying yes to things that you do not need to be doing. And that is potentially pulling you away from joy right now. And so what I want you to do is make a list of things that really bring you joy that you can do more of. And then on one side of the paper, that's there. And on the other side of the paper, I want you to write things that actually feel heavy. Things that feel like you don't want to do them anymore or that you'd like to do less of. Maybe it's people that feel heavy. Maybe it's places that you're going that you really just don't jive with anymore. And so I think such a simple exercise can actually bring a lot of awareness to what does in fact bring you joy and what actually pulls you away from experiencing joy. And one of my most favorite quotes and a motto that I live by in order to create my most visionary life is to use joy as a GPS. Okay, so when something sparks joy in you, you need to do more of it. Make it a priority to do more of it. I remember at one time Dave was struggling and just not feeling like himself and at this time he wasn't involved in a lot of team sports and anytime he would get out for a hockey game or to play some sort of sport he would come home feeling so joyful, feeling more like himself and just generally in a great mood. And so I kept telling him, you need to do more of this. You need to schedule this in. This needs to be a driving factor to play hockey more often. And at this point, he's playing four or five nights a week. And I love it. I mean, I don't, for one second question, why are you out of the house every night? Like, why are you in so many different hockey leagues? Because I know that that sparks joy in his life and that he needs to follow that. And that he needs to do more of it, even if that means less time for us together in the evenings. Because really, it's not about the quantity of time that I spend with my husband. I really believe it's quality, right? I want him to fill his cup up first. And then I want to have quality time together. For me, the other day, I've had a couple moments actually lately where I've just been sitting in a coffee shop and I'll grab myself an espresso macchiato, which is my absolute favorite drink, 
usually get it made with soy milk and I'll sit there and I might have my phone out. I might not. I'll probably have a notebook and some pens or highlighters. I might have my laptop in front of me and I'll look around. I love, love, love the aesthetic of coffee shops and just the experience that they create and the vibes. And I'll just look around and I'll feel these rushes of joy. Like how lucky am I to be here? How delicious is this coffee? I love my work so much. I'll feel inspired in that moment. And what I realized through that was, you know what? During these winter months, especially when days can feel long and the to-do list is just never ending, it is so important for me to give myself either an hour break or go work from a coffee shop for two hours or to just pop in and sit down at a table for five minutes mid-workday to have a quick espresso, to people watch, to sit and experience joy in that way, which I know every single time I sit in a coffee shop and have espresso, it brings me joy and I need to do more of it. And I know it sounds crazy, but I've become so keenly aware that that sparks joy in me that it is worth the $3 and that there is nobody who can tell me that's a bad spend of money. Because what is life about if you're not allowed to experience joy every single day or if you haven't consciously crafted joy every single day? So I hope that helps. I just want you to really become more aware of the things that really do drive happiness in your life so that you can do more of them. I'm sorry that this intro was not more scripted. I actually spent the entire day teaching at the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. As many of you know, I teach there and today was the second day of our business fundamentals course and we spent seven hours together talking about business plans and how to put together a marketing mix and talking about all the different ups and downs that come alongside being an entrepreneur and having a business and talking about whether they're a good fit and what they want out of their holistic nutrition designation. And it really just brought me back to the moment when I graduated nutrition school and had no idea what I was going to do, had barely any business skills and decided to really get after it and start teaching myself and start learning and being resourceful. And reflecting back on my own journey, I do want to just reiterate that anything you want to accomplish, anything you want to learn, any piece of information that you don't feel equipped with right now, you can find it. You can ask people, you can be resourceful and figure it out for yourself. And of course, I do recommend working with a business coach if entrepreneurship is in your future. But I also want to share that if you are a go-getter, you could probably do it on your own. It might take you longer, but whatever you want is possible. And the reason why I bring this up is because I just feel so inspired and excited about the journeys of these future graduates and being a part of their journey really fills my soul. And that is one thing that also brings me joy, even though it is work for me and a lot of work, I feel quite run down after a long day of teaching. It brings me joy to watch students of all ages, whether in their 20s or 40s or 60s, to watch them following their passion 
and enrolling in school despite the fact that they may still work full-time, have kids at home, need babysitters for these weekend courses, but they're following their passion, they're considering a pivot in their life, they have maybe no idea what they're going to do from this designation, but the important part is that the wheels are turning right now and they're getting themselves on the path to create a future for themselves and maybe a better life. Maybe they want to leave their jobs and it's just really neat to be able to support them. So I think I've talked enough for this intro. I just looked down and I saw 1111. I don't know if anyone else always sees that number, but this intro is almost 11 minutes and 11 seconds. Well, a little bit over now. So as always, if you love this episode, please rate and review. I'm going to share a little bit more about joy and wild skincare, and I will see you on the other side of the episode. I just sat down with Joy Yap of Wild Skincare, and she is the founder of this brand, and it has the most incredible vegan, all-natural, cruelty-free, gluten-free zero waste products and she is truly a visionary business owner and I'm really grateful that she made the time to be on the show. So I first met Joy at my friend Charlotte's wellness events here in Toronto and Joy shared a little bit of her story, really why she started a business revolving around skincare and I was very inspired. So I invited her to come on the show and one thing led to another and we just had a chance to sit down together. So in this episode, Joy and I talk about everything, really in what she was up to in the few years leading up to launching Wild Skin Care, whether or not she created a formal business plan, what her team looks like, the different products she's launched, how to create and launch a product. I mean, I know many of you listening are curious on what are the steps in finding manufacturers and packaging and Joy sells products in Indigo and in Hudson's Bay. So I asked her specifically, how did you get these products in front of the buyers for these massive stores? Um, We talk, talk a lot about the beauty industry and what ingredients we might want to avoid as consumers. And there's just a lot of great info tucked in here. Joy is truly a joy to be around and she's got so much wonderful insight so I know that you will absolutely love this episode. If you have any feedback, if you want to leave a comment, leave a review, I would absolutely appreciate that. It helps us out so so much in ranking in iTunes and in getting the show in front of more people. And the next thing and the last thing that I'm going to say here is that you definitely will want to go check out the Instagram of Wild Skin Care and eventually their website so that you can see just how visually appealing, how beautiful uh, the packaging is, how the branding is just so approachable and how incredibly um, therapeutic her products are. So on Instagram, it's Wild Skin Care, all one word, and wild with a Y. So W-Y-L-D. And then you can find them on their website as well, www.wildskincare.com. So 
definitely go check them out. Um, I think they've converted me for life and I've heard from many of you already that you use the product. So it's really great to hear that you're supporting Joy and her company and I can't wait for their future product launches. So enjoy the episode and I will talk to you at the end. Okay, so Joy, welcome to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm really excited to have you here at my new co-working space, so thanks for traveling to meet me here. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. So let's dive right in with some rapid fire. I want the listeners to get to know you a little bit better with just some fun questions, so feel free to say whatever comes to mind. Okay. First, an easy one. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Malaysia, but um, I've traveled around a lot, so in the last 28 years, I've been living in the Asia-Pacific region, in Singapore, Malaysia, and in Australia. Wow, and when did you end up in Toronto? So after 28 years, I decided I wanted a change, and I've got family here, so I decided to move to Canada, so now Toronto is my base but I still travel a lot. So next month I'll be in Bali and Malaysia and Singapore. So I just love to travel all the time. Mm, Good for you for making travel such an important part of your lifestyle. It is, I just love to be free. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Um, Next question, is there a person, a podcast or a book that's impacted your life? I would say that um, the person would be my dad. He's an entrepreneur and I learned a lot of my work ethics from him. So great to have that role model. Mm -hmm. What is your workout of choice or movement of choice? Definitely yoga, of course. And um, I I try to go at least once a week and I fit it into my schedule, make sure it's in my calendar so that it's a non-negotiable. You just have to keep moving your body. Mm -hmm. And do you like to go to a studio or would you rather just do it on your own? I love going to a studio and feed off other people's energy as well and have somebody there kind of adjusting your poses. I'm like always like, please touch me, like adjust me, make sure I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, Yeah. I'm like that too. I'm always like, come over to me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's funny because there have been times I've questioned, why do I spend $25 multiple times a week on a fitness class? But it's because I'm inspired to go with the community there around me doing the same workout. And I think there's so much value in scheduling it, showing up, and not being able to cancel on yourself. Yeah, exactly. So I cannot wait to talk all about wild skincare. And first, I really want to know what were you up to in the years before wild came to be? So maybe walk us through what were you doing for work? Where were you living? uh, And what were you doing? I was in PR marketing in the tech industry for many, many years working around the world and um, I loved it, but the entrepreneurship seed was always in my mind and I was always pursuing it, but with life and work, you just don't really get to it until one day everything just aligned and I knew I had to make it happen. Mm. So 20, 20, sorry, I'll go back. So for the last 12 years, I was in PR marketing for the tech industry. Mm -hmm. So I worked for BlackBerry, um, Sony, and um, GoDaddy. Wow. Those kind of brands. Some big companies. Yeah, some blue chip brands. So I would say marketing would be my background. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. And... 
So you said, you know, entrepreneurship runs in your family and you maybe had this inclination that one day you might want to be an entrepreneur. Did you have any idea what that would look like, whether you wanted to get into the product business, service-based business? Was it always skincare that came to mind when you thought about having your own thing? Yeah, so I always wanted to do my own thing and have my own thing, something that I was very proud of. Um, I explored a lot of different ideas. I explored services. Um, I explored clothing. I explored jewelry. But I, but with every idea, I realized that that wasn't really what my passion was. And so I went on like a soul searching period where I asked myself, what is my passion? And um, I feel like discovering your passion is very much um, a conscious decision and self-awareness where you just have to open your eyes and your mind to everything around you and try to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I, I was just a little bit more open and conscious to ideas and what my passion is and I realized it's green beauty and natural skincare. Because growing up, I had uh, very bad skin, extremely dry skin called ichthyosis. It's a skin condition, it's a hereditary skin condition. And so I was always into trying different things to make my skin look normal. I would spend like hours in the bath scrubbing myself so I could scrub off the dead skin and have new skin. And then, you know, what would not um, burn my sensitive skin so I had rosacea on my cheeks as well so that kind of grew into a lifelong passion mm -hmm. and I realized that even during my free time or when I'm not working not paid to do it is something that I would constantly look up ingredients constantly look at what other what brands are doing what the green beauty space what the and I was also very interested in what the brand founders are doing, so I felt very, very inspired. And, and I wanted to create products that would work for me and also align with my values. Mm -hmm. So I realized when I discovered the Conjac Sponge, which is our first hero product, the OG, it really aligns with everything that I believe in. It's um, zero waste, it's vegan, it's cruelty-free, it's so simple, and when you use it, your skin feels amazing, it's so soft and glowy, and I knew that it was something that I wanted to offer to everybody and create a brand that would resonate with a millennial audience. So I really felt that in the natural green beauty space, when I started, I felt like there wasn't really a brand that spoke to millennials, and um, so I felt that there was a gap in the market for a brand like that and also gave exceptional results. Mm, wow, thank you for sharing all of that. I feel like you kind of sprinkled in so many good nuggets there. So first of all, I love that you said it's important to know what problem you're solving when you launch a business, right? And I think, I think you even used the word pain points. Like for you, you've had experience with this. You grew up having skin that needed a certain product and you are creating this business out of your life experience, really. And I think that's how some of the best businesses are born. It's not trying to come up with like the next best idea and like 
trying to create a course on something that you've never actually studied or experienced, sometimes the best ideas are simply what have you experienced in this lifetime? Where do you focus your energy when you have free time? And that might be your answer right there. Yeah. And so I think it's really inspiring to hear that this is simply an extension of what you are already spending a lot of your time looking into. And, you know, the business was just naturally born from there, which is cool. Uh, you also mentioned something that you were on like a soul searching period. I feel as though a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, they kind of use that word a lot. Like I need to find what I'm passionate about. I need to escape and really just figure out what I'm good at. Was there anything specific that really helped you to hone in on what your passion was when you say you were soul searching? Was there anything that you um, included in your lifestyle or your day that really helped you to become more self-aware? Yeah, so it's a conscious decision, like I was saying. And uh, what I did was surround myself with other entrepreneurs. Um, and, and how did you do that? I would say go to tons of networking events, um, try to be a part of um, communities. Um, and once you start looking at one community, you'll be exposed to other communities or um, refer to somebody else and it just becomes a domino effect and once you're open to it and that's when it all happens so that's one and second of all um, it might sound a bit mundane but um, I would look at my google search history like what am I reading what am I looking up sometimes we just mindlessly browse through google and we're just reading stuff for hours, but then we don't really look at it from a more analytical way. Why am I so interested in this? Like, what is really grabbing me? And I think you wanna be able to find a passion that you're gonna wanna do thousands of hours mm -hmm. to be a master in. If you, you're not passionate about it enough, you're not gonna spend thousands of hours to be a master in, so that's why is so important to find something you're so passionate about. Mm -hmm. That's such yeah. a cool thing. I've never thought of doing the Google search history, but you're right. Like if you're spending 90% of your searches looking at, I don't know, mental health issues or things like that, that could give you a really good indication of where your true passion lies and yeah. such a yeah. simple tip from you. Yeah. And I love what you said too about networking and getting in front of other entrepreneurs, surrounding yourself with people who can connect you with the next person or who knows a future mentor or a coach or someone who has resources that you don't it's so important to get out from behind your computer or your phone yeah. and get into the real yeah. world and meet people yeah in your community. you never know who you're gonna meet that will spark your next business idea exactly so before we launch into talking all about wild skincare, I'd love to know, did you write a formal business plan? Did you spend a lot of time really mapping out every strategy you wanted to incorporate in your first year of business, your marketing plan, or did you just dive right in and figure it out along the way? I did a business plan. I actually went for a free course and that's what I would recommend. There are so many resources um, and people who can help you. There, there was a free business plan um, event and course and I just did that. Um, but somebody who can really help you put something together and put your ideas down on paper, 
I would recommend that rather than just winging it because you don't know what opening your mind and putting those ideas on paper will maybe make you realize that you're forgetting something or maybe you're not on the right course. So that really helps you solidify your ideas and put you towards the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important. So did you uh, do one that was online? Was it here in Toronto? How did you find out about this free business course? Yeah, so it is in Toronto and it's offered by the government for free. And um, there are tons of resources and um, I just love looking things up and uh, mm-hmm. I always find something I need once I start looking. Absolutely. And um, also looking at um, what are some of the gaps that you need to go and learn and gain the knowledge to start your business. So once you have your business idea, um, think about like maybe if you're not that great at marketing, um, then maybe look for a course in SEO or look for a course in just Instagram, for example, like how to research hashtags, very specific um, skill set. Mm-hmm. Or like, so one of the things I did was I went to a Photoshop course um, and Photoshop is now my best friend because you can make all your creatives on Photoshop um, just like simple design. You don't have to be an expert at everything, but starting a business, you need to be a generalist and know a little bit of everything because you'll end up having to do pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think one of the best skills to have as an entrepreneur or a business owner is just the willingness to be a lifelong learner because the moment you yeah. stop learning is the moment yeah. your business will fall flat and be stagnant. So, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm always looking at YouTube videos. I'm always in an online course because I realize that the more I upgrade my own knowledge, mm-hmm. the bigger my business can grow. So yeah. I think that's a great tip. And get mentors as well. Surround people who inspire you. And that's, that's really important. Yeah, so important. Yeah. I always think of the quote, you are the average of the five people you exactly. hang around with the most. I love and that quote. Even if it's just putting podcasts in your ears of mm-hmm. people who inspire you, if you don't feel like you have those in-person connections, mm-hmm. it's a great way to do it too. Yeah, never afraid to ask people for help because the worst answer you get is no mm-hmm. or you don't get a reply, but you could get a yes. It's so true. Yeah, yeah, you just have to ask. I think that's the biggest tip. Yeah. So we've mentioned wild skincare quite a few times, and I want you to, for the average person who's never heard of wild, or uh, maybe they've seen some photos on Instagram but aren't exactly certain what you do and what the brand is, could you give us a little brief overview of wild? Yeah, so wild skincare is a natural skincare company, so we don't include any kind of synthetic ingredients. We want to create a beautiful brand for the millennial market, uh, the modern woman who wants beautiful skincare at an accessible price and um, really get amazing results from their skincare. And we're also cruelty free and we also donate sales proceeds to Sea Shepherd. So I'm personally very passionate about conservation, environmental conversation, convert environmental. Conservation. conservation. So that's something very close to my heart. So with every product that um, that we come up with, it has to be aligned to my environmental values. So no single-use plastics, 
um, no synthetic ingredients that's going to go into the ocean and be part of the food chain. So a lot of skincare has synthetic chemicals that are like silicones that will go into the ocean and it all ends up back into our bellies. So it's very important for us to be all natural and harm no animals or the environment. Mm, I love that. So important. And I love that just looking at the packaging, I can see your little cruelty-free logo and vegan. And I know that that's something that people are becoming more and more conscious of, and especially the zero waste these days. So I think it's a very timely product. What was the very first product you launched with and what have you introduced since? Mm -hmm. So we have our OGs, which are the Conject sponges. It has been so well received way more than what I expected. So I'm so happy and excited to introduce more products. And so we have our bath products now. We have our magnesium bath salts. And magnesium is amazing for our bodies. We're very often deficient in magnesium because we don't really get it from our foods anymore. Our soil have very little magnesium. So even our vegetables don't have a lot of magnesium in them and our modern diet don't have a lot of magnesium in them. So it's important to have a supplement and um, oral supplements can react not as well with our bodies. Um, So a great way of it is to soak in the bath and enjoy a candlelit bath and some music. Can't think of a better way to get this incredible mineral into your body. So when I discovered this, And I started using magnesium on myself with um, magnesium spray on my foot um, to try to help me sleep. It helps with like kicking leg syndrome. And a lot of moms spray magnesium spray on their baby's foot to help them sleep. And um, so then I started um, reading more about magnesium and magnesium baths. And it really helps people who have a problem sleeping or after exercising exercising, and you want to relax your muscles. It's, it's just the most decadent experience. So that's one. We have our magnesium, Bali magnesium coconut milk bath soak. So the coconut's really good to moisturize your skin as well. So every product we create, we put a lot of thought into it, the entire con- consumer experience. Um, so that's one. And then we'll be coming up with uh, three more new products this year. One of them is the Conject Sponge for the body. So Ooh. the body is going to be, the body sponge is great for like after you have a wax and you want to prevent ingrown hairs, but you don't want to use a very abrasive scrub. So it's a Conject loofah scrub. So it's very gentle, yet it's rough enough for some of your rougher spots, but also gentle enough for your soft skin. And we have other skincare related products coming up. Stay tuned for that. Neat, I'm so excited. I can't believe how quickly you're expanding and um, we'll definitely keep our eye on the new launches. One thing I wanted to say was I was in Shoppers Drug Mart the other day and I went to buy some magnesium salts and now I'm switching to yours because I realized that a lot of them have fragrance in them and perfumes yes. and yeah. it's not even clearly called out on the package and 
you know, I, I almost ended up checking out with them and I just thought I couldn't use this. Like I'm yeah. so sensitive to that. So I would highly encourage people to check out your products because you probably use essential oils yes, to exactly. scent them, right? And yeah. Fragrance can be so harmful and it's such a generic term that mm-hmm. is thrown around in the beauty it industry. Is. It is. Um, you've mentioned the Konjac sponge. So could you just give us an overview of what Konjac is? Yeah. So konjac is a plant from the konjac plant and is grown wild um, and they flourish in um, higher altitudes and they're grown organically and then harvested by the farmers and they're baked into a sponge. But before it being baked, we um, infuse the sponges with minerals like French pink clay, which is for sensitive and drier skin types and also charcoal for normal to oily combination skin types. So those are the two that we have. So we infuse the minerals into the sponge and we bake them similar to like baking cookies. And it goes through a freeze and bake dry procedure. And then it comes out into these wonderful uh, plant-based sponges. Neat. Wow. I would love to. Do you, is there videos of that process or have you ever seen it done in person before? I have seen it done in person before. Okay. It's pretty cool. We have some photos. Very yeah. cool. Um, all right. So shifting gears a little bit. First of all, I would encourage everyone to check your products out on Instagram and on your website. We'll plug all that at the end because they're just beautiful to look at too. Like stunning packaging and branding. Thank um, you. I noticed that you sell them at both the Hudson's Bay Company and Chapters Indigo. And I think that's so incredible. And I would love to know, and I'm sure many of the listeners too, how do you get a product onto a store shelf? What did that process look mm-hmm. like? Yeah, so I get that question a lot because we grew pretty quickly in the retail space in just under two years. We're in 150 stores in six countries. And um, I think that's just a testament to how great the product is. This Conjac sponge is nothing like other ones on the market. And um, I would say the product itself and and ensuring that you're creating a beautiful brand and packaging that fits well on retail shelves. And that would be the first step of of that, is having that product that um, retailers want. Mm -hmm. And we were very lucky in the early, early days that a lot of the opportunities came to us versus actually having to go and pitch to every store. So, I would say that is the testament to how great mm-hmm. the product is. Um, I would say it's important to um, put together a list of all the retailers that you would like to be in mm-hmm. and, and really start building those relationships. Many of our retail stores that we, have, that we love it's a relationship that we've built over a year. So sometimes it takes a long time. So I would say it's being very consistent in following up. It's a lot of it is old school relationships. You know, everything is digital these days, but you know, everything still comes down to relationships. Mm -hmm. So building relationships with your distributors, growing relationships with um, retail buyers, um, meeting them at uh, 
events and shows, contacting them and sending them your samples and really explaining to them what you're all about. Mm. So having a very clear message and a selling point of what your product is about and and reach out and be clear about like how you think your product and brand would fit into their store. Because mm -hmm. they're thinking, hey, what's in this for me, right? Yes. So you need to have that foresight of thinking, okay, why would they even want to talk to me? How can I help them yeah. address a need in their store and they're more likely to yeah. talk to you? Yeah, so like for example, if you have like a cereal brand and you want to get into retail stores, mm -hmm. you have to be very clear what's special about your cereals and then you, already, you must have already researched what other cereal brands are in that mm -hmm. store so you can be like, I know you have all these cereal brands and ha this is how my cereal brand is different and then how it would fit on your shelves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. Mm -hmm. Do your research before you send oh, the yeah. pitch, right? Know what they already offer. Yes. Know exactly what your unique selling points mm -hmm. are and what makes your brand different. Yeah. And then it's an easy choice for them, right? Because yeah. you've done all the foundational work mm -hmm. for them. And also one of the things that worked really well is creating a video. Ah. People love to see videos. Yeah. You could send them an email, attach your video, explaining what your products are about and your brand, what your brand is about. And you know, this comes across in the video, just the vibe of the video, the products, so they can look at it, see how it's used and what your brand stands for. So mm. I think a video is really great in communicating that. It's such a worthwhile investment. So important and I think yeah. They say nowadays video does like 20 times better than still images and yeah. I just think there's so much power behind a video so yeah. it's a great tip. So did you have like a sales partner in this whole process? Was it just you? Had you built out a team? Um, and what does your team look like today? Yeah so it takes a tribe to build a business. Um, it's not just one person. So I don't have any employees at the moment, but we have a team of people who are all over the world and who specializes in their own niche and they really help me out with different aspects of the business. Mm -hmm. So I have somebody who does um, social media, somebody who does web, so who manages our web store and um, I have somebody who does design and photography. So those are the key roles that we have and we're looking for new people to add to our team all the time. Mm, awesome, and where do you post your job opportunities if someone was interested or should they approach you? Yeah, they can contact me at any cool. time, email us, mm -hmm. yeah. Very neat. So now let's get into a little bit of your business specifics. So I want to know first, what is the best part about owning a business? Wow, so many things. I know, it's a tough question. If you had to distill it down into one thing that you just love about being in business for yourself. I would say it's my customers like even our store, our retail customers, and um, the store owners, and being inspired by their story. And um, they work super hard building their business as well, so I love working alongside them, and um, be their partners, and, 
and yeah, so just being inspired by other women in who are store owners, mm-hmm. I would say that's one. Seeing seeing your business grow, like when you put in the effort and you put in the time and and enjoying it what you're doing every day even though it can be a grind and then seeing the success and then seeing the growth Mm -hmm. I think that is very rewarding for me and that keeps me going so Mm -hmm. I I don't know how I would describe that maybe it's just Mm -hmm. I'm a very goal-oriented person so that is what drives me and I think that makes sense it's the little accomplishments every day and like you said there are hard days there are rough days there are days when you're like how am I going to accomplish everything on my to-do list but then maybe you get an email from a happy customer or you run into one of your retail partners and they say we have been loving your Mm -hmm. Konjac sponge like it has changed my skin and it's those little hits that are exactly what keep you going along this journey that can be quite challenging at times, as I'm sure you've run into many. Um, On that note, have you ever run into any major roadblocks so far in your business that almost derailed the entire business um, or anything that really threw you off course temporarily? Yeah, I would say product product development is a very tough one because especially um, coming up with products that are aligned with your own values. So it has to be eco-friendly, it has to not be single use. So, you know, there's so many things that we could have um, brought to market, but it's just not eco-friendly, it's very wasteful. So instead of just thinking about profits, it's thinking about, you know, what would be rewarding for you to do every day. You know, you can sleep at night and you know that, you know, all of the things that you're putting out into the world is not ending up in landfills. Mm -hmm. So that's the tough part. Mm -hmm. Packaging is always a tough one. Mm -hmm. And um, coming up with product ideas. And there's so much research that goes into creating a new product. It's talking to your customers, talking to to, uh, manufacturers, and um, just really finding out what is the best market fit and what you, what um, what people are looking for, mm-hmm. and uh, working with the right partners is important to bring these products to market as well. So, it's it's challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's many things on that list of yeah. potential challengers. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for sharing those. Is there a tool or a business system that you find really beneficial for keeping yourself organized or productive or on task? Yeah, so Slack for communicating with the team because everyone is all over the world. So Slack is great for that. Um, And I um, I use, what is that tool again? Google the one Docs. that you can... Oh, Trello? Asana. Yeah, Trello. Trello. So I use Trello every day. Yeah. And I'm so happy to say, like, I hardly let things, like, fall fall off the... I mean, fall through the cracks. Yeah. Yeah, I never let things fall off the cracks so far because of this tool. Mm-hmm. You're on top of everything. You can see everything in one layout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also collaborate with my team using Trello. Mm. 
And um, the other one is... Use Trello, Slack. I know there's one more, but I might come back to you. Those are two good ones, though. I feel like I should add a question into this podcast that Mm. asks people Asana or Trello because it's always going to be one or the other. I personally use them both. Yep. But I prefer Trello. I tried Trello and I didn't like it, and now I'm obsessed with Asana. Wow. Like I, I thought, oh, maybe online project management isn't for me because I couldn't grasp Trello. And then when I switched to Asana, everything clicked. Right. So it's funny how I feel like it's 50-50 divide between all the business owners that I interview of That's which one they That's use. Um, as we kind of wrap up here, I'd love for you to share, what does a typical day in the life look like for you? Do you work the nine to five hours like you know most corporate people? Do you tend to create completely flexible hours, working early mornings, late night? Uh, share with us a little bit what a day in the life of joy is. I would say my schedule is not fixed, and that's how I love it. I, I love to not have to wake up to an alarm clock, but at the same time, I want to be more of a morning person. So I've been trying for the last couple of weeks to wake up at 6 a.m. because I just want to get more things done, and I want to meditate when I get up. I want to do a little bit of stretching yoga when I get up, make myself a cup of tea and watch the sunrise. And um, it doesn't always happen that way every day. And that's okay, and I don't beat myself over it. Um, I just try to get as much done as I can um, over the day. Um, I would say a lot of meetings with people and... um, yeah, just working away, mm-hmm. speaking to um, like the fulfillment team, the manufacturers, my distributors, mm-hmm. retail store owners, just everybody. Yep. So always yeah. changing it up, I'm yes. sure. And that's the thing. We're kind of problem solving on a daily basis. Things pop up. Mm-hmm. It's nice also to have that flexibility of knowing if you need to take a couple hours midday to close your laptop and do something else. You can, but it just might mean you work later that night, so. Yeah, it's important to learn not to feel, you know, guilty over, you know, needing to take a break for yourself, Mm -hmm. Um, especially these days. so important to take a mental health day or, you know, take a break to um, make sure that um, physically, emotionally, mentally, Mm -hmm. you're, you're in the right place. Definitely. Such a good tip. So uh, let's end off by sharing with people where can they get Wild Skin Care and how can they learn more? You can get Wild Skin Care from our website at wildskincare.com and we're also in many retail stores in Canada and the US, also Netherlands, and you can find the nearest store to you on our website as well. Amazing, and I will link all those in the show notes. And one final question before I let you go, I ask this to all my guests. If someone who's listening is like very intrigued and they've always wanted to start a business of their own, but they have no idea where to begin, what tip would you tell them based on your own experience of how they could get started? Like one top tip? One tip. They have, they, they have this idea that they'd love to get in business for themselves or start a product or maybe a service-based business, but they just don't know where to start. What would you tell them? Hmm. 
so they're ready to go for it? Let's say that the idea has been, so they have an idea that they're ready to go for it, they but maybe they're it. experiencing the blocks, like they're working full time, they're got a family, they have no business experience. I know I ask this question to all my guests because a lot of people listening, this is their reality right now. They see mm. that lifestyle of entrepreneurship and they know they're capable, but they're just not sure how to begin. Mm-hmm. The top one. Okay, that's a hard one, but I, I'll, I'll <laughs> I stumped you. <laughs> I'll give you one, I would say. Have an accountability partner. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Can you share more? So sometimes you may have an idea and you don't know where to start. It's important to just do. Um, and um, that's the hardest part is like that first step. So um, is that first overcoming that first step. And sometimes a fear. Um, so having that accountability partner is good because then that person kind of guides you along and like gives you a little bit of like you're not just in it alone and the accountability partner is important because then um, like for myself it's important for me to have an accountability accountability partner in the beginning because um, I wasn't as self-motivated in the beginning it takes some learning to be self-motivated and not be accountable to anyone else because coming from the corporate world, you always accountable um, to your boss and to your clients and all that. But once you're self-employed or you have your own business, you have to be self-motivated. Um, and you also, also have to manage your time properly. So in keeping to deadlines, it helps when you have somebody that um, you brainstorm or chat with and and you can update them on where your progress is. Mm -hmm. So that is one thing that would really, really help and really just tackle tackle the task in small chunks and mm -hmm. until you get there. Yeah, I love both of those tips. I think there's so much in accountability and telling someone else what you're up to so that they can say, okay, when are you gonna have that done by? Exactly. Right, and that really makes it real. Yeah, it does. I think, I mean, it could be finding um, a friend who is um, a little bit more far along than you are, or maybe even in the same, um, uh, same, same space as you, or a coach, or a mentor, somebody who inspires you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and who, who will keep you accountable. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time today and for thank being you, on the podcast. Kelsey. I'm sure everyone is going to find so much value and I'd really encourage them to check out your products, shop them online or in store and to learn more about you on your website. So thanks again and I wish you all the best. Thanks for listening to this episode of Visionary Life. Did you learn something new or are you inspired to take action on a new project? If so, please get in touch with me on Instagram at Kelsey Rydell or in our secret Facebook community. Just search Visionary Life by Kelsey Rydell on Facebook. Please rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It helps us share the stories of visionary entrepreneurs with more and more people. If you're interested in working with me, just head to KelseyRydell.com. And if you've been thinking about joining my 90-day business coaching program, please reach out and book a free 15-minute call and I'd love to chat with you. Have an incredible day.